Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your Monday. Jake hanging out with you here at our Vivint Arena Carrier Zone Studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake, sir. How are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I, you know, I feel like... Uh, uh, I, I've, I, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That sounded quite conflicted. Well, I didn't get my day. Didn't get off to a particularly good start, and it was one of those things where it kind of avalanched into a bad attitude, and so then I just had a bad attitude about everything. But, but honestly, um, I, our, uh, my little pre-show meeting with Austin is so very therapeutic. We both just did take turns ranting about uh, different things. That, uh, that don't have to do with anything. And then I hope we both come out of it feeling better. I still say always <laughs> take the salmon, not the chicken. <sighs> You're wrong. You. But, but So I do feel better. So that was a, that, that was a complicated question you asked me. I, I, was, I was trying to, to figure out the best way to answer it. Well, you know, a lot of people will ask that question very uh, simple-mindedly. You know, like, how you doing? Okay, I don't want to hear about it. But I meant it. I, I really wanted yeah. to know how you were doing, and, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're, uh, you know, considering what it is that you're thinking, even if that might not be the most pleasant of rehashings. How about you? How are you doing? You're, you're not a cold weather fan. Were you, you I'm able not. to buoy your spirits? Yeah, it was either that or move to Florida, and I never, don't want to do that. A lot of people your age make that decision. <laughs> Although We're isn't, off to uh, a good start. isn't you- yeah, I want to. You know, I think I want to. You know, maybe uh, you know, sell all, sell everything I own, and buy a golf cart, and and just use that, and uh, maybe uh, maybe a Winnebago or something. I don't know. Although I'm isn't that old? Isn't our version, uh, our meaning Utahns, isn't our version Saint George? And you know what? I totally get that. Because who wouldn't want to play golf 365 days a year? <laughs> and never shovel snow. Uh, and never shovel snow, right? Have a have a desert landscape that doesn't need any maintenance. I mean, who? The, the, I get. I, I totally get it. I, I get why. Even if you're a skier, instead of vacationing to play golf, vacation to go skiing. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I've always thought St. George was kind of our version of Florida. This segment brought to you by visitstgeorge.com. <laughs> Seriously. You know, I you know, I really don't mind the uh the, the yard work, you know? I mean, I don't, don't mind that at all. You don't do much of it at all or any of it. 
Well, maybe that's why I don't mind it. Right, exactly. But, you know, normal <laughs> humans uh, <laughs> uh, don't get uh, grow tired of doing yard work but don't have the resources to, you know, have a gardener. Uh, just just pay the neighborhood kid, you know, 20 bucks and, uh, you know, it's all taken care of. Austin can do that. Bless those neighborhood kids. Or Austin Austin might be the neighborhood kid. I, I don't know. That's more accurate. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, Gordon. Are, are you the guy that, uh, you know, organizes a quote-unquote ward activity for the youth to come over and, you know, <laughs> do all your landscape work for you? Because some people would say, you know, that's not cool, man. Oh, that, that, that's what I call prime leadership. Okay. <laughs> Teaching these you know, kids because, how to serve. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Work never hurt anyone, you know, and I think it's important for the young people to learn that. And so I think, you know, come on over and, uh, you know, take the take that uh, group of trees down over there and maybe, uh, you know, load that mulch in and let's get, so let's, you know, I mean, uh, you know, now, it's wait, going let me, let to me... hurt me more than it hurts them because it's helping them. Now, let me ask you this. They they have the, the, the levels, right? The three levels, the, the, what, what deacons, teachers, no, celestial, terrestrial. No, 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 no. The, the, the deacons, teachers, and, uh, priests, priests. right? Uh, uh, yeah. And they, the, okay. So let me ask you this. Which group is best for forced labor? The deacons, a hundred percent. The deacons, well, why? Because yeah, their but, heart's really in it. Is that what it is? No, they yeah, just they, they have to do what you tell them. Does anybody really do that anymore, though? I mean, yes. if I if you went into a group of deacons and said, "Hey, fellas, head on over to so and so's house and let's uh, let's do some landscaping," ha! I bet you'd get one person to show up, and it would be the one guy, you know, who's you know, who's dutiful. Isn't that? Isn't that why you get to know their leader? And then their leader makes them do it. Well, you can't make anybody do anything. Okay, but you, well, you might be right, Gordon. Only one dutiful person shows up. But you know what age that person's not? Driving age. The teenage. The teenage <laughs> age. Well, so so look at it this way. So you you guilt them into it by by well, that's religion by Jake. wrapping it up in the word service. <laughs> Hey, hey, boys, uh, there's some service to be done today. Serving serving your community. See, there is something to be gained from service. You know this. You were... You know, you did your Eagle Scout I know, but it's tough to sell service when you're the the, uh, well-off guy up the road. Well, I mean, you kind of got me on that one. Well, which is why you hire a gardener and where this, this joke began in the first place. I suppose so, but, but you but got don't, off to take a it easy. Start here. I mean, take it easy on those deacons, up. Gordon. Take it easy on those deacons. All right, give them a break. I don't think there've been any deacons over here. Uh, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, there may have been, you know, <laughs> there, there may have, once they get older, you know, through the years, there have been plenty of those guys coming over. But for other reasons, I don't think service was uh, high on the I list. See. All right, it's more uh, like. Uh, it's more like, uh, uh, can I take your daughter out? I see. Well, th- now there is is where I, w- I would tell you this is where the forced labor is great because there, right there you have a motivated young man. So what <laughs> you do is you twist his arm into doing that stuff for you, and that I can fully endorse. Well, I, I, I will say I'm impressed with, a, with uh, any kid with a shovel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that'll, that'll, that'll get it done. No, seriously, you put that kid through the ringer. How much do you like my daughter? Because I got a lot of stuff on the list that needs to be done. See, I, got I, a, I got a bush that needs to be removed. 
<laughs> I got to tell How you. How much do you want Jake, this? No. All the all the fathers out there listening right now who who have daughters, have you been able to pull that off? Because I couldn't. I, I, I sucked at that. I, I could not I could not take advantage of that opportunity. In fact, my kids used to tell me that I wouldn't talk to somebody who was taking them out at least for the first ten encounters. I just I just, you know, Check back with me when 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 I need to be checked back. Oh with man, it. see, you, you, this is where you and I have just so significantly different. Parent, well, I know you're right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I mean, when the first think about this, both you guys, the first guy who shows up to take Sadie out, or you know, I mean, how's that going to go? I don't. Oh, I don't want to be I'm, around. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, hey, first let's let's start here. How much money do you have in your pocket right now? And give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> next, <laughs> next, I've got a I've got a stump in the backyard that's that needs to not be in the ground anymore. So when you get that done, come back and see me. I had that problem recently, and I had to hire somebody to do it. But uh, all right, I mean, I'm not going right, to have I, that problem. Okay, what's the next step? Oh man, wait, what Jake else had that problem do? recently and didn't hire anyone. To no, do. yeah, I got that. I got the yeah. two stumps out, but I've got another one. Uh, thanks to the wind. Uh, the <laughs> long story short, I have to whoa have to fix my fence, and in order to do that, I have to remove a stump. So I got another one. So anyway, I could I could use some some. Hey, Gordon, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's when you find out who your friends <laughs> you really know? are. How would you like you to know, come I, down and remove a stump? But yeah, I no, would, no, I would I would twist the situation into my favor, of course. I would love to see the first guy who shows up at the Horton residence to uh, for a date. I, I'd, I'd love to see how that's going to go with Austin, because I have a feeling oh, here, that, I mean, a, a shrinking violet, Austin will not be. Here's a, here's a, here's a good, Austin, can I take a stab at how that would go real quick here? Uh, <laughs> Austin would say, hey there, uh, young fella, come on in, come on in. Uh, sit there on the couch. I gotta. We. Uh, I gotta introduce you to somebody real quick. <laughs> this is this is my friend, Mr. Desert Eagle. <laughs> D Eagle for short. D Eagle. Here you can. He he's not a talkative fella. <laughs> when he speaks, you hear it. You hear it very loudly. So I just would like you to to consider my friendship with D Eagle here uh, it, at least once every eight seconds. I think uh, how it, is that is that what, about every time you look in my daughter's eyes, I want you to see the reflection of D Eagle, <laughs> and then choose your next thought wisely. <laughs> And you better only be looking in her eyes. <laughs> so that, that, that's wait. how I thought. I, the, the, I can't wait. This is, this is going to be fantastic. I mean, I will this, end up in prison. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, I don't have a feeling that Austin will not speak quite as politely as you just did. No. no. All right. Uh, speaking of Austin, let, let's do this at <laughs> at two thirty. Uh, because Austin and I both had uh, interesting uh, parenting adventures uh, recently, and oh, Austin's wow. is is very Austin, like it's it's very can't possibly happen to anybody else. So why don't we do that at two thirty? Because let's be let's be productive here. Let's let's talk about the sport. Uh, in fact, let's get to uh, let's get to the split story and talk some football. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day. 
on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Milne in motion, handoff, Algier, nice cut to the end zone, touchdown. Watch Tristan Hodge, number 69. Look at him bury his guy, pushing him completely to the right side. You actually could take the entire right side of the BYU line. Huge, dominated Texas State up front there. I think they're happy to have Tristan Hodge back. BYU gets lined up as fast as they can. Four, Wilson going deep. Wilson toward the end zone, and it is caught! Milne, touchdown! Take a bow. Oh, my goodness. He comes all the way back to the other side of the field. Another great throw and catch. Dax Milne, who's blossomed into a star. Extra point up and good. It's 35-7. Fourth and one. And they're faking the punt. Good grief. The fake punt up 49-14. Look at him go. He takes a big hit at the end of it. Ryan Rako. Showed some wheels. Yeah, that, that's that's not cool. Six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, up 49-14. That's BYU's longest run of the year. Kalani doesn't yeah, look happy. that happy. He looks like a guy who maybe saw his punter do something on his own. All right, Gordon, let's talk about football over the weekend with <laughs> yeah. the, the Cougars, and uh, we can get to the Aggies as well. Both games uh, uh, lopsided so to speak. Uh, let's start with BYU. Uh, Gordon, give me kind of your initial thoughts. I know you uh, wrote about it over the weekend, but what's your takeaway? Well, uh, there's all kinds of things to say about it, but let's just start with uh, a few particulars. Let me give you one stat. BYU, 579 total yards. Texas State, 267. I mean, you see that stat, you know how it went. And BYU, regardless of the fake punt, and Rod Gilmore's uh, discussed with it. I thought Kalani pulled back on the reins pretty good in that game. They did allow some plays to be run by the second unit, and uh, that, uh, and I don't have a big problem with that. But this was just an absolute butt whooping, and uh, I have no problem with the way that game was handled from a standpoint of management from BYU's side. Texas State was outclassed all the way around. Everybody knew it was going to be like that. And BYU did what uh, it's been doing all year. And I will say this, that regardless of uh, how poor the competition is, Zach Wilson is showing some stuff that uh, is indicating uh, a talent, a talent that he is. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. When you can spin a ball downfield the way this kid can, I'm starting to come around. You and I were a little bit more hesitant when uh, PK was talking about how sensational Zach Wilson is. Uh, he is he is showing that he is a real prospect, and uh, I think NFL scouts are taking uh, taking note of it. And that stands out as large because it's been a long time since BYU's had that kind of talent uh, at quarterback and. Uh, the, the thing about it is that if he were going up against a tough defense, it might be a different matter. I mean, he would be pressured more. He would have to make decisions quicker. He would uh, he would be challenged in a way that he is not being challenged now. And so I know people are tired of hearing that, especially BYU fans, but it really is the story of the season. BYU's winning, and uh, they're winning against a level of competition that really is not competitive, and that will change in a couple weeks. But for the time being, 
BYU is beating these teams that it should beat and is looking good doing it. Nothing wrong, nothing for them to be held accountable for. They're just going out and playing ball, and they're balling big time. I'd like to say that I've always been high on Zach Wilson. Sensational is such a a high bar, but I I mean. You and I said really good uh, when PK said sensational. Uh, but but he he there man there are moments that that ball he threw to Dax Milne that we just heard on that replay was uh, not 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 a whole lot of quarterbacks could make that throw. I did not think last year was indicative of his capabilities as a quarterback because I thought he was coming off surgery and he was hurt and he still beat USC by the way so uh, maybe we should uh, should have seen this coming a little bit more but but he's making all the throws I mean you can see it he's he, there's a reason that NFL guys are are high on him there's there's no doubt real quick on the punter thing uh, BYU's punters have a tough time calling their own number they're a little, they're a little <laughs> too eager to do that. <laughs> But isn't it interesting that we saw another punter? You and I saw this game in person, uh, uh, Gordon, where Tom Hackett called his own number and in, uh, in up at Oregon, mm-hmm. when uh, the Utes really poured it on the Ducks. Nobody. I, I just think it's interesting that based on the opponent, you know, it, it, Texas State, everybody goes, "Oh, stop being so mean." But when it's Oregon, it's like, "Yeah, pour it on them." It's kind of funny <laughs> that that dichotomy, yeah. isn't it? Do you have any problem with what happened there? I mean, okay, you might say to the guy, "Hey, uh, you know, let's ease off here a little bit." But he's probably been trained in practice after practice after practice that if you see an opening and you're sure you see an opening, then go ahead and go. They probably have practiced that a hundred times. And so when that presents itself and a kid is back there and he sees that opening, he takes off. That's what he's been trained to right. do. Right. I, I don't have a problem. I mean, I, don't I, mean, I, I, don't I know BYU, BYU fans might be upset with uh, Rod, but, uh, you know, and, and, and he maybe for good reason. I mean, I thought he laid it on a little thick there, but it's uh, I hold BYU to no shame for what they did and what the punter did. They scream at the kid. I thought, I thought, who was it? Was it Linehan who called his own number on the 4th and uh, 18 or whatever, 4th and 19 yeah. uh, in his own end zone? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was far more egregious. This this kid just got excited. He saw something. It's based off one read. If one player does one thing, then you take off and go. Right. And he made the read. He's like, holy cow, this is happening. I'm so excited. I'm on national television. Here I go. He's yeah. not thinking about what the score is. I mean, I'm sure right. the coaches after the game were like, all right, you could see why that might look bad a little bit, but come on, whatever. Yeah, kid, I, kid, I mean, kid got overly excited. I got no problem with it. Uh, excuse me, not kid. I hate it when they do that. Uh, young adult got excited and uh, whatever. Well, for me as a kid, but uh, it's uh, it's what BYU did offensively in that second half is they slammed on the brakes. And so I, I don't think there's any room for ripping BYU. I don't think Kalani hasn't done that all year. He hasn't been trying to run up the score. He wants his team to play well, and he wants them to play to a certain standard. And and the score doesn't even really matter, I don't think, to Kalani at this point. I mean, I know it's a beauty contest, and with BYU's situation with a level of competition, they have to impress and all this. I don't think he thinks that way. I think he wants his offense to line up and play football, and he wants his defense to do similar things. You think anybody was upset with Isaiah Kafusi for that interception and that pick six, that terrific run he had coming back? No, he's playing ball. He's playing ball. That's... Uh, I, I think the weak-minded want to go after that kind of thing, uh, I, and I don't. 
I don't even think the players think that much of it. They're just out there balling. All right, Gordon. Uh, let's talk about Utah State and Boise State. Uh, Forty-two oh to thirteen was was the final there. So, so let me ask you this question because I think the answer to it is very relevant because BYU obviously is going to play Boise State and Utah State. We're the home of the Aggies. So, is is it going to be is Boise going to be really really good, or is it going to be a really long year in Logan? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think the the Aggies. Are, I think they're not going to play that poorly. Uh, they will come around, and uh, they're not going to play Boise State every week, thankfully for them, because Boise State's just too good for them. Uh, they couldn't stay with that team. And I don't care if those two teams played ten times. Boise State's going to win every one of them. But Utah State won't. I think they are better than they showed there, and we'll see that as time goes by. Although they have San Diego State coming up next. So, you know, and the Aztecs won pretty big as well over the weekend so uh we'll see and that'll be on their home home field but to answer the second part of that question i think byu fans wouldn't be quite as nervous if they were playing boise state at uh, lavelle's place but uh, playing them up on that blue turf where byu i don't think byu's ever won up there nope and so how's that going to go against a team that looks like it's pretty darn good i mean i watched most of that game and I was impressed by what I was seeing. But I did – I saw an awful lot of arm tackling or attempts at arm tackling by Utah State. I saw a lot of broken tackles. I saw some uninspired play, especially in the first half. The second half got a little better. You saw some determination, on, you know, in the run game on the part of the Aggies. And, and like I said, I think they'll come around and they will respond playing lesser opponents uh, they're just not as good as Boise State. And I don't care if they play now or they play in November. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, uh, you know, Boise State's too good. So I, I, I agree well, on principle with uh, with um, uh, everything you said right there, but I'm a little more concerned about what's going on in Logan because they, they gave up an incredible amount of yards, mm-hmm. 450 total yards they gave up to Boise State. But the good news is they didn't move the ball themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 getting only 203 total yards, including only 92 yards passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, are they going to have to lean on Jalen Warren that much? Uh, because uh, uh, so here, uh, I'm co- I'm concerned about what I saw out of Utah State over the weekend. I'm concerned that it's I don't know if, if what Gary's doing is working or if, uh, you, you know, they've kind of had a downturn in the talent uh, area. But. It's. I don't know. I, I. I came off with a very negative uh, take, I guess, on Utah State. And Boise well, State is who we thought they were, right, Denny Green? You know, they'll probably be a pretty good squad this year. Well coached, play hard. Uh, you know, they got a quarterback that can throw it. Uh, 20 of 28, 268 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty nice day, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Boise State is, is going to be good. Uh, but I, I am. I'm concerned about what we saw out of the Aggies. Well, it's... There were a couple of uh, the circumstances conspired against Utah State, in my opinion. Uh, one, they're not as good as Boise State. Two, having to go up there to play. And three, like I said, that defensive effort was pretty lame as far as the tackling. How many? Did you count how many missed tackles you saw in that game? It happened over and over and over again. 
Yeah, uh, but but that that has also been true with a lot of programs out there, and including the entire conference of the Big Twelve. I think uh, the the sloppy tackling might be a bit of a byproduct of the of the pandemic and the weird preparation that that was so abnormal. It's- so that's that's so that's part of it, Jake. I mean, that's part of what's going on. I I think you see you'll see Utah State come back and and uh, and win. Uh, I don't know if they'll win a lot of games this year, but they'll win. They'll win some games. It's not like they're going to play that way every week. Uh, this is what happens when I, I always tell people this, and Jake, you know this from having played tennis, that when you go up against somebody who's better than you are, uh, it puts you in situations that are very difficult to overcome. You start doing things that you ordinarily wouldn't do, and if you do that, then, yeah, you might be successful on a couple of uh, plays, uh, on a couple of uh, points, but it's it's going to pressure you into mistakes. It's going to pressure you into things that you ordinarily don't do, and it's going to make you look ugly. And be, And Utah State was made to look ugly in that game because they weren't as good. And when you're not as good, then you start getting goofy, especially in the first game. I expect improvement out of Utah State. I just don't know whether it's going to come against the Aztecs. All right, Gordon, we have some uh, cracking news here. Uh, John Wilner reporting kickoff times for the Pac-12 in week number one. Love this. Arizona, Utah, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Two. As, it should, Two. as it should be. All right. <laughs> Casey would love it. And it's going to be on ESPNU. Uh, Colorado UCLA will start at 5 on ESPN2. Stanford, Oregon will be at 5.30 on ABC. Uh, at 8.30, uh, Washington and Cal on ESPN. And at uh, also at 8.30, Washington State at Oregon State on FS1. What time is Utah, Arizona? Two. Two. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two. What games are any games being played at nine or ten in the morning? Uh, not not uh, so far. Oh, okay. Well, let's wow. not start complaining about that. Yeah, now. let's not. No, hey, no. I, gotta, I, I just wondered. Two o'clock I heard... kick for a local school. Two, two is Whip two is up fine. Cool in the gang, Brosif. Let's do this. Celebrate <laughs> good times. Come on. Twenty twenty's been a roller coaster, but we got a two o'clock football kickoff two. with a local team. Hot diggity dog. It's not in the afternoons anymore. Hot diggity dog. Wow, that yeah, news no just kidding. made my well, day. I didn't mean to make that sound like a complaint. I, I made it. I just wondered since there had been talk of that and that. Well, uh, no kickoff at eight thirty a.m. Kyle, the Kyle Whittingham, had, had talked, yeah, because I'm such an early morning person, <laughs> you know. Wow, oh, this man. spectacular news brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. <laughs> Spring into action, mention this ad, and receive $33 off any service call today. 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Jake, when, uh, when Kevin and I were doing the morning show together all those years ago, uh, we were, we, I told you, we took a, a test to see if we were morning people or not. And for my whole life, I'd been waking up early. And I found out I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't a morning person. I never have been a morning person. And uh, I was a late night person at that time. As I've gotten older, that doesn't work anymore. Oh, man, but, uh, two o'clock. I, I don't want to wake up at 730 in the morning for a football game. No, and that's, that's not what I'm craving. Two, two, is, perf- two is perfect. By the way, uh, at Utes for Life just sent me a Twitter. I'm, I'm not going to let at Utes for Life ruin my, my good mood. But he says, 
Uh, just com- uh, Jake Scott just compared BYU's fake punt to Utah's fake punt against Oregon, and then adds the the clown emojis. All that I was, is not what happened. All I was doing was pointing out how the the difference in opponent can make a similar scenario. People feel differently about it. Like with Texas State, you go, oh. Well, why are you doing that to poor old Texas State? But with Oregon, it's like, yes, poor gasoline, light them on fire, all right. If if memory serves, Utah beat Oregon as though they were playing Texas State. Yes, they smoked Oregon. And and when uh, Kyle Whittingham, I remember this specifically because, well, I was there, was asked after the game, they were like, what's the difference here? You know, because Witt... Uh, had a reputation uh, for taking his foot off the gas, right? And and he was he was asked he was like, "What? What's? What, why'd you why'd you keep pouring it on like that, Coach Witt?" And he goes, "Because we're playing Oregon. They they <laughs> they come back from those types of deficits all the time. We're playing the mighty Ducks. So uh, when Tom Hackett fakes a fakes a punt to to really run up that score, I'm gonna do it because we're playing against Oregon. The perception being that it's Oregon." Whereas right, Texas and State, Texas State, the Bobcats are explosive. Oh, the the Bobcats were lucky to share the field with BYU. <laughs> I mean, BYU should have should have uh, just stopped tackling for an entire quarter because poor old Texas State can't get up off the mat. They gave him seven to start. So yeah, yeah I he, thought that was very generous of him, and I think Texas State should have stayed with those wacky formations. Man, that was working. In fact, I'll I'll, I'll tell you this uh, at Utes for Life, I'm fine with all of it. I thought it was hilarious, hilarious that Coach Witt onside kicked against Wyoming. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. They're just waxing (laughs) the Cowboys. I mean, just taking them to the shed, and they're kicking off in the second half. And because Joe Glenn at a pep rally (laughs) said he thought he might have a chance against Utah, (laughs) Coach Witt kicks an onside kick that they recovered easily. And, of course, Coach Glenn lobbed lobbed the bird. It's Hey, recover the kick, man. It's recover the kick. See, this is uh, – you and I are a little different in this way because you like to see people absolutely punished. And uh, I I think I ripped uh, Witt for that one. But uh, I wouldn't – I don't think I would do that anymore. And I don't think he would do it either. I I don't want to tar and feather anyone. I L O L. I mean, I laughed. Well, that's because you're a heartless, cruel person. Oh, how dare they do that to the lowly cowboys? I just feel so bad for them up there in Laramie. Come on, Jake. There's unwritten uh, rules, man. There's unwritten rules. Oh, come on. Come on. That's used, that's used in arg- arguments a lot these days. Come on. That's used in arguments. What do you do? Yeah. Come on. I, I, sorry. I had to catch up with you there. That's, uh... <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Shut up, up, man. <laughs> All right. We're I, I just, over. We got to get I, I just, Austin's Jake, story Jake, coming up you, next. We, we really do need to address your, uh, your penchant for brutality. Brutality? Oh, come on. Come on. Stay tuned. You got to hear Austin's story next. It's hilarious. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Bush, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. 
picture going picture high, going back to your high school years oh like like junior high like picture eighth grade me just rocking out in the basement <laughs> to some bush this is your jam huh uh, I, I I like '90s uh, alternative music. I'm not I'm not huge into the genre like like others are, but I like Bush. They're a fine band. They're a fine band. Yeah. All right, uh, Gordon. I I uh, was uh, on the Facebook over the weekend, and uh, I I saw our good friend Austin Horton post a very Austin Hortony post. Uh, if if you're new to the show, our producer Austin has he has bad luck. Uh, not not like down on his luck, but bad luck. Like like uh, uh, statistical impossibilities of things happening. They just happen to Austin. It's it's wild. The catalog of stories is lengthy. And I've never told a lie. I literally, they're all true. The, it, right. It just stuff happens. I mean, right down to he he was grateful for his relationship with Mark Miller Subaru the other day because he randomly picks up nails every other day. Oh, nails would be regular. <laughs> this was like industrial size trailer hitch pins. At, had that had gone him. into the center of my tire. Had to thank him online for for fixing dozens of tires over the years. But anyway, uh, tell us tell us the story of what happened this weekend. I, I was trying to be so. My wife is very 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 good at making sure our child has adventures and activities and is doing things. And her father, me, is very very good at not doing anything. When it's my turn to, to be at home alone with her. And so I thought, okay, I, I have a Saturday afternoon. It's not storming. It's cold. But let's get one good walk to the mailbox and back in. And maybe we'll stop and pick up some leaves. And I don't know. I just have a good daddy-daughter walk around the neighborhood. And so we did. I loaded her up in a wagon. I got her all bundled up in her little Eskimo coat and, and her blankets. And I took her on a walk around the neighborhood. And as we were leaving the house, I thought, oh, I better take the garage door opener with me so that I can shut the garage door behind us and, and know that we'll, the house will be fine. And I did. I put the garage door opener in my pocket. We left. I shut the garage. We went on this great walk. Had a great time. Saw some Halloween decorations. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed it. She was having a ball. We get home. Uh, about 25 minutes later, and it has now dropped about 12 degrees, and it's in the <laughs> getting a little chilly. low 40s. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the garage door will not open. You're pushing the button? Uh, it's, and it's a three-button remote. I'm pushing all the buttons. Correct. It's not working. No, no keys? No keys because I don't carry a house key because my wife always locks her house key in the house. So we put my house key somewhere that she can access I it see, uh -huh. if you can get in the garage. Because it's in the garage. Yeah, in the, okay. Mm -hmm. I couldn't access the key that was inside the garage. So then I'm trying to pull the garage up with my brute force. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. Uh, the, uh, well, I thought maybe the power's gone out or something. Uh -huh. and, nope, it didn't. Uh, every, every door, every window was locked. The wind is now howling. <laughs> my my two-year-old's looking at me like, you have killed me. It's over for me already. And I'm going, yeah, I'm a bad dad. Tried to do a good thing. <laughs> And lo and behold, I call my mom. She doesn't live far. She came and rescued us. And anyway, long story short, uh, it turns out what had happened was the remote, the garage remote, as I did some research online uh, with this particular brand, if you hold two of the buttons down for three seconds, release, and then push them again within three seconds, it resets the programming on the remote control. And you have to then reprogram it. But you have to be inside the garage to do that. So, so who does that happen to? I've uh, had a it, garage door opener since I was 16. I just never put it in my pocket, went on a walk, and somehow that reset the garage wow. door opener. See? 
Stuff stuff happens to Austin. So wait a second. If you're outside, you can't reset it from outside? No, you got to be able to push the program yeah. button on the on actual the, machine. Geez. Yeah, I've done that. If, the time, if you've ever replaced your, your garage door mechanism or whatever, you have to reset it. Yeah. So then my, my mom had to drive us out to Timbuktu, where my wife works, get her car, come back. And oh, by the way, my wife has lost her garage door remote. Doesn't know where it is. So she break luckily, a window? Well, she drives the Subaru, and oh, it's programmed yeah. on the you little visor yeah. thing. And so, but as yeah, soon as I got home, programmed the remote, I opened and closed it 17 times just so I knew it would work. Yeah. So there you go. Very austin story yeah. over the weekend. Next time, it's the couch and football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar story, though, on, on Thursday, uh, just going at uh, one up in Austin here. Actually, this isn't as as Austin-y. My daughter just figured out that she, well, she locked herself in the bathroom. So we had to deal with that. I got oh, home. Wow. and and What'd you do? My I got home and my wife is talking to Sadie through the door in, in a very like, hey, you know, like really upbeat language. And she's telling me, she's like, guess what? Sadie locked herself <laughs> in the bathroom. Yay. We don't want to panic her. <laughs> So uh, I talked like that for the for the next five minutes, you know, going to get the screwdriver. We're going to take off the handle. We're not calling the fire department. <laughs> Stay calm. <laughs> it's fine. Yay. Locked Jake, in the bathroom. Yay. Jay goes and gets his chainsaw. <laughs> we just we just unscrewed the screws and got the handle off and then opened it but it, it was it was she did my daughter awesome didn't panic at all but we were going to to great lengths to make sure there wasn't uh you know a panic moment most parents have probably can probably relate to that at some level you know something like that has happened where their kid has locked themselves in something and you gotta figure it out i think that's very uh you, you use real sound judgment there well it Jake. wasn't me <laughs> it, was, it was not my judgment. I, I've got to give my wife credit. She thought of that. We don't want to panic her. <laughs> you would have been freaking. <laughs> yes, I'd be losing my mind. I, you mentioned the chainsaw. I would have been, get the chainsaw immediately. Stand back, honey, because dad's coming in. <laughs> Scared it, scared her, big time, right? Get back in the, ba- the wall. In the I want the splinters from this kicked-in door to affect you. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. was uh, was she scared? No, no, she was fine. Oh. Yeah. No, she was totally. That's because Nas totally was fine. talking to her all night, <laughs> yeah. like this was a game. Go back and sit on your stool, honey. We'll be in there in a second. <laughs> Hide and seek. We'll have you out before you have to go to high school. And, you know, it, it was one of those things, like, if you could try to describe to a three-year-old how to unlock the door, do you think you would be successful? Because we were uh, no. Like, we're trying to think, no. like, you know the thing in the middle of the thing? Perpendicular. And, oh, wait, horizontal. Gotta, no, uh. You know, you got to turn the, the, that. Um. That wasn't working, huh? <laughs> no. It's remarkably hard. I, I don't think people realize till they have a toddler how uh, difficult it is to describe what things are. <laughs> What's that? Well, geez, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. My, my daughter you... asked me today, what's science? Because that's my now go-to, like, well, it's science, honey. She's like, well, what's science? And it's like, well, it's the... <laughs> The study of you know things that are things. It's what it's what our our current government leaders are using. 
Whoa. But that's no, but that's my go-to deflection now because it's true of like ninety-five percent of the things she asks about. Well, did it's you, science, honey. Did you teach her how to uh, lock and unlock the door after that episode? Uh, because the problem with that is she might use it against you. Yeah. Well, we we talked to her about it. Yeah. I mean, that you seems replaced like the, the the doorknob. The, yeah, we put the doorknob back. Oh, I, you should have just left it off. Just left it oh, off. Yeah, yeah. Just we're an open door policy family now. Well, it's not exactly, <laughs> you know, it's not exactly a gun safe. You know, it's it wasn't too hard to get the doorknob off to get the, to get in and and let her you out. You don't store your AR behind the toilet tank. <laughs> no. Oh no. So, anyway, there's our adventures in parenting. I'll tell you what. Man, I, I mean, if we, you know, if we went old school and opened up our phone lines to all our listeners out there who are parents. I bet the stories we would hear would 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 just either make you cry or make you laugh. Uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. The kids are remarkably ingenious when it comes to finding some degree of uh, difficulty. All right, we'll have more coming up next. There's lots going on in the world of sports uh, that we we need to get to. We've got some really fascinating NBA stuff uh, that's out there. We're seeing some forecasts of what a salary cap may or may not look like. So stay tuned. Plus, uh, Coach Chiesa is going to be on with us coming up at 3. It'll be good to talk to Coach. Frank Dolce at 4. And we'll probably do some uh, highlights from Kalani Satake's uh, media availability today uh, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know what? Today's today's a good day, I've decided. Today's a good day. Filled with spirited conversation with my good friends. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll get to Coach Chiesa coming up top of the 3 o'clock hour. But just to, to set the table uh, for this, Gordon, and, and we can get to this uh, throughout the show. Uh, but uh, there's a report from the San Francisco Chronicle about what the salary cap in the NBA next season could look like all right yeah, we'll read so, right uh, through it. And, it, and it ain't pretty says league sources have put the decline in the cap at anywhere between 3 million and 12 million if the cap dropped 10 million the warriors could have to pay 15 million more in taxes than on an entire roster expected to be in the 180 million dollar range obviously so this is a san francisco uh, newspaper talking about how it would affect the warriors but i i kept that in there because it's a useful example uh but between three and 12 first of all gordon that's a really big gap so that 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 could make a, a big difference but it does you know put a team like the jazz in a really precarious position because they were already going to be up against the cap and they have a really important free agent not a not a uh, not an extension not talking about Rudy and Donovan they have a really important free agent that is Jordan Clarkson yep and so how much I I mean I think they really need to resign him I think they'd like to resign him but it's it's going to hurt it it's going to hurt that that's going to be a really difficult decision well, he's not going to help your defensive needs, that's for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, the bench was so bad at yep. the beginning of last year. So bad. And he he really made a big-time difference when they acquired him with that unit. And, and I, th- that's a, a, a role in the NBA that's needed with a lot of teams. 
the guy who can come in off the bench is fine coming off the bench and is going to make an, an immediate impact in one way, shape, or form. And he is yeah. that. He is that exactly. So I think that they need to re-sign him because you can go over to the cap to re-sign your own free agents. They don't. It's not like they could use that money somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's not like you save the money on Jordan and go add a different player. If you don't retain him, you you know you lose that opportunity. Well, I think your your point is really a good one because picture the Jazz scoring situation off the bench without him. We should we should remember on Wednesday to revisit the numbers with David Locke because he had you know some amazing numbers on this. But every every single time a starter came off the floor, the team essentially fell apart. I mean, it was the the bench was so bad uh, that uh, and it, it is tough to fix that when you don't have any money. So you got to take the opportunity to retain the player you got. So what would that's happen tough. is what would happen is the Jazz would have to uh, stagger their starters minutes. They'd have to have starters on the floor uh, in situations. Or or do what the Clippers did under Doc Rivers, and that's just turn into the spin and rest all your starters at the same time and hope it's not a bloodbath. <laughs> I guess you could do that. That's, that I mean, that's uh, honestly what the Clippers did with that uh, very same situation. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. But, Gordon, they already have the Jazz that is basically $118 million spoken for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, I'll have to double check of what the 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 cap was this year. I think the cap that... was one ten and the luxury tax was one twenty. But give me a second and I'll look at that. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering as I think that through and as I saw those numbers, I I wondered, uh, you know, what what effect that's going to have league wide? Because we had talked about maybe softening the blow a little bit and and, and moving that over a number of years, but. Uh, I, I thought that's potentially quite uh, difficult. Let's see here. The 1920 salary cap, looking at $109.1 million. Let's see. One, around 140 for the luxury tax. So, or That was uh, estimates, excuse me. I'll have to look into this a little bit, uh, a little bit further. Um, but, you know, if the Jazz have to go to the luxury tax to re-sign um, – to to re-sign Jordan Clarkson, would that be worth it? I mean, it's not our money, Gordon, but I think my answer would be yes. Uh, well, if you want to be competitive, you got to keep that guy, unless something drastic's going on as far as what your plans are. Man, uh, $34.5 million is what Mike Conley is making next year. It's a lot of money. Man. All right, stay tuned. We've got uh, Coach Gordy Chiesa. We'll talk to him about some of this stuff coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.